0: Good, bad, or indifferent, we have all learned lessons from our parents. Yours might have been intentional or even estranged, but you can't deny that their life has made an impact on you. Have you ever considered what to do with what you've learned? It's time to go the second mile in learning from our parental examples. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we're seeking to live out uh, what Jesus says in Matthew 5.41, where if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile. We want to be in step with Jesus as we follow him along in this world, uh, because uh, life is so much sweeter when we are doing it right in uh, the midst of how he's called us to live. And so... What we're going to do today is to talk about an issue uh, that probably you have no uh, problems with whatsoever, right? And that is a little bit of a sarcasm because I know this, that as a pastor, uh, typically when people come in and uh, need counsel or need help or need prayer, a lot of times it has to do with family Dynamics, And a lot of times those family dynamics back all the way up uh, to parents. And whether um, there might have been a parent that was very harsh or maybe a parent that had abandoned someone or a parent that was always kind of micromanaging. And a lot of times those formative years and the way that we are raised in our homes, uh, parents not only have a situation that helps us um, navigate future authority uh, issues, which could be good, bad, or indifferent, um but it also sometimes we equate how our parents uh act to how God probably responds to us as well. And a lot of times that there's a lot of baggage that goes with that. And so uh, regardless of your age, and you might be someone who's young and still in the house with your parents, or maybe uh, you are your uh, adult yourself and your parents are adults, or maybe your parents are gone, um, there's still this legacy that is left there that has to be unpacked. Uh, and for every person I've ever talked with about some situation they're struggling with anxiety or depression or being overwhelmed, I want to go back to even that place to see how have those parental exam- examples show informed you and I think today I hope to allow you to see the importance of that in your life as well. So on the last podcast episode, uh, I introduced you to a guy by the name of Rehoboam. He was Solomon's son and the new king, and his opponents and uh, kind of the crowd all asked him, "Hey, uh, your father was really rough on us, and uh, we want to know what kind of king you're going to be." Um, and so let me uh, read this uh, in First Kings chapter 12, and I'm going to look at verses four and five. Okay, this is what the people said to Rehoboam: "Your father made our yoke harsh." You therefore lighten your father's harsh service and heavy yoke he put on us and we will serve you. And Rehoboam replied, we'll go away for three days and then return to me. And so the people left. And so here introduces Rehoboam's um, legacy that as it is starting is wrapped up into what the people think about his daddy. And, uh, And what a unique thing. You'd think, well, you're the king. It really doesn't matter about your father's shadow. But it mattered everything because his father, everybody knew him. Everybody knew the good of King Solomon, the wisdom that he did, the amazing things that he had done to take the nation to a place that they had never seen before, how other people from other countries were even coming in there just to learn from the wisdom. So there's this high bar, right, of Solomon's legacy that his son is struggling with because, probably in some ways, I'm never going to be as good as he is. Now, on the other side of things, there's also this train wreck that is called Solomon's later years, right? That um, the guy just had uh, so many wives and so many concubines, had a thousand ladies all together, uh, allowing each one to, um, if they had another religion they worshipped, he would build them a temple or a statue or an idol or whatever it would be. I mean, you talk about just chaos. Uh, this guy, for all the wisdom that he would write about, say, in Ecclesiastes or proverbs later in his life he couldn't keep and now here's rehoboam who is walking into a new place in life and he is overwhelmed because of the shadow that is cast by his father and so one of the issues in Rehoboam's story um, might be something for us to learn from today because Rehoboam never dealt with the good and the bad of his father's shadow. Um, so Rehoboam coming in and feeling overwhelmed because I mean, literally, there's sometimes unclear expectations or uncommunicated expectations, but the people in Rehoboam's situation, they were saying straight up, hey, uh, he was like this, and we want you to be different. And if you're different, if you're better than your dad, if if you succeed in this area more than your dad did, then we have no problem serving you, you won't have any opposition, you won't have any conflict, But you'll just have peace and loyal subjects, right? And so... Here comes a situation uh, with he's got to make a decision, but yet his father's shadow uh, just cast so long over his life and over his opportunity that he had to lead there. And the reason why I say that is uh, you have never been in the situation that Rehoboam is in, at least in that type of environment. But you have had different points in your life where a decision is made and the eye is turned to you and people basically are saying, are you going to be like your parents or are you going to be better than them? And you have a decision to make about what you will do. one day I was um, interrupted at the church office with um, someone came in and said, Hey, there's this guy that's out here says he really needs to talk to you. And uh, I'd kind of been between appointments. And I said, I got a small window, let me see. And um, I went out there and, and met this young man. And he just basically, he needed some counsel. He didn't go to church there, uh, but just kind of started unloading all of his life story on me. And as he's talking, uh, man, his, his knees bouncing, his foot's tapping, right? Uh, He's, I mean sweating profusely like you can see the sweat coming through his shirt that's on his forehead um really uneasy um and just trying to honestly, in that moment, he was hoping that a pastor would say that the decisions he was making were okay. And I'd give a stamp of approval on what he was doing. And I just said, hey, I don't know if I can do that, but let's unpack a little bit more. Tell me some stuff about you. And at one point I even asked him, I said, well, you know, you said something about your mom. I said, tell me about your dad. And he starts screaming, this has nothing to do with that deadbeat!" And I was like, oh, a Of course it doesn't, right? Um, Such a visceral reaction, just a simple question, revealed everything that I needed to know about this young man. His father had not been around. His father, when he was around, had ridiculed him, not been supportive of him, not given him the affirmation and affection that this young man needed. And it had caused him to do... All types of horrible things so that he could get the approval and affirmation from other sources because his dad hadn't given him. And this pastor that he walked in on that day just to say, can you say that I'm okay with what I'm doing? And I start asking some probing questions, real simple, but just tell me about your dad all this anger and all this frustration came out. And so after he yelled and said, this has nothing to do with that deadbeat, and I said, are you sure? And he says, I need to step outside and smoke for a second. I said, take your time. And eventually I just went out there with him so he could continue to try to calm his nerves and talk about that. But on that day, it just reminded me of something that I see here in Ria Boehm's life, the pressure that he felt. And so often when I talk to people that... If you don't deal with your parents' legacy, I don't know if you're ever going to be able to uh, make one a successful one on your own. I don't think any boy ever can become a man until he addresses his father's legacy. I don't think any girl can truly become a woman of God until she addresses her mother's legacy. I think that not just in the same way of, of son to father or daughter to mother, but our parents have a way of forming us in such a way that if you feel like that you never got their approval, it will cause you to desperately seek the approval and sometimes even do unwise things to get the approval of somebody else in your life. Maybe if your parents have been estranged and kind of abandoned you, you might think through that, well, does God do the same thing? Or maybe your parents just let you do whatever you wanted to to do, and you could get away with anything, right? And now you see that your lifestyle just believes that, and the first time you come up against some type of authority that pushes back, you don't know what to do. And this is why it's so important that I would say, you've got to look to see. What is it that about my parents' example has shaped and formed me? Good, bad, and different. So the good, the things that they have done for you, uh, what can you learn from? Even the bad things, the things that they have failed at or hurt you, what can you learn from so that you don't repeat that example? And even the indifferent stuff, just the the character and the personality and the way that they live their life. Like, what can you learn? Don't waste these opportunities to learn from your parents' Even if the lessons were hard and, uh, and sometimes very challenging to interpret, don't waste them. Because what you can do is if you had really good parents, well, that should be a step up for you so that if you have children, that you can imitate those examples. If you had bad parents or a bad parent, you want to learn from those mistakes and not just the actions that they did, but the compromises that they took along the way to get there so that you can steer as uh, clear from those as as far away as possible, right? You don't want to get anything near it because you see the devastation that that caused and you don't want to repeat that legacy. Learn from those parental examples. A lot of times when I'm doing premarital counseling with a couple, uh, I will say, before you get married, I want you to come in and tell me something from your parents' marriage that you want to repeat and something you want to reject. It's always a great conversation starter for these couples to say, hey, I saw this and I want this in our marriage or hey, I don't want this in our marriage. And I would say not even in a marriage situation, but it's important for you to say, what in my parents' example is something that I want to repeat? And if there's something great there, thank God for it and learn from it and try to copy it and imitate it in your life. But also, what are those things that you don't want to reject? The examples you don't want to imitate, the lessons that you want to learn and to do better as you seek the Lord in a closer fashion than maybe what they did. It's so important to learn from these parental examples so that you don't repeat the mistakes and further on in your example. I hope to see you on the second mile.